Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaifast Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live to the Kag Bass Nation. What's up, Ryan? You're in a you got a special road studio. You've been in some wild places, but this might take take the cake tonight. I haven't had a, a really crazy thrown together road game in a while, so we're uh, we're on a dove hunt, and Co was nice enough to let me use his tour bus <laughs> to do the podcast. So uh, coming at you live from Co's tour bus. Yeah, Co Wetzel's tour tour bus. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, who would have guessed? Yeah, that's awesome. Did y'all have a good good hunt today? You said. Yeah, we shot like 240 birds. It was pretty pretty solid for a Monday, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, the, the Wi-Fi is holding up. You're looking good in there. You look pro. That you know, that looks like maybe the future KBN Road Studio. Who knows what? We'll, I'm know. saving up, man. I'm saving up. I feel like these might be a little pricey. I don't know. We need people to buy more Yak Attic stuff. Jinx you, it. Yeah, did you hear that? I said we need people to buy more Yak Attic stuff to get you that tour bus. Yeah, please, please do. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, we're going to do a Yak Addicts giveaway tonight. I got a screenshot of some of their gear right there. It's kind of granny straight off the page. But Yak Addicts, yakaddicts.com, that's a Shopify store, right? It's got tons of not only Yak Addicts gear, but some KBN gear, right? Yeah, that is correct. I'll send you a KBN, the Nation hat, as you see Jeff wearing, and a Yak Addicts t shirt for the giveaway tonight. There you go. So you guys know the deal for the giveaways. We do a like and share on Facebook. Make sure you go like the Yak Addicts page too, and then just comment on twitch or youtube leave a comment and like the stream and we'll be we'll be good to go there we appreciate y'all jumping on here with us i know it's the debut of monday night football night so you know, that's you know, tough that's tough just i was sitting there watching pregame for the uh, jets bills and thought ooh, it's, it's quite a conflict but that's all right that's all right we appreciate those those that are here it may up your odds to win something are you doing any fantasy teams this year no, no. I did fantasy I had a really good years draft years in one, and then every like every player on my team just kind of shit the bucket. So yeah, I saw uh, good our boy John Allen said he hates fantasy football. That was like on the afternoon of day one on Sunday. Yep. So same, John. Same. Yeah, brutal. Uh, and of course, week two of college footballs in the books. Our teams won, but they're kind of limping around. They're limping out the gate. I can, I can, you know, sympathize. It, it's okay to limp sometimes. Yeah, you got to limp to get stronger. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's, That's right. Do we have any, what? Else, what do we have on the page this week? Anything crazy? No, nothing really crazy. Uh, I shared a funny picture today from the uh, the folks over at Wilderness Systems. Did you see that one? I did see that. Yes, I did. How do you let something like that slip out with an upside down spinning reel? Uh, buddy, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really think it's gonna hurt the reputation too much. So we'll keep rolling with it. <laughs> Bless them. That, for those that don't know, I've been around this thing a little bit and got my start over there on the Wildy team way back in the day, back in the early 2010s, like 2013, 2014. Um, my, how things have changed. They used to be one of the biggest, baddest teams around. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, our, I mean? own, our own Shane Williams was a, a Wildy partner with you. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Wild, Wayne. The attack is, is arguably one of the best, you know, fishing kayaks made still today as far as, you know, ease of rigging and speed like it's great with a motor uh, i think you know i mean i think they had a lot going i think once they went down the pedal drive rabbit hole that was really kind of the undoing of wildy i feel like yeah russ our, our bassmaster AOI leader still fishes out of that attack that he has yeah. the older attack he still does damage in that thing when he can't pedal so or he's a motor so there you go yeah i love the attack that was one of my favorite platforms but wow that was a wild image the marketing department chose to roll with, <laughs> chose to roll with but we appreciate it it was funny we got to laugh 
Uh, yes, Dwayne, you are the only one watching on LinkedIn, but we appreciate you. Dwayne Wally, also another former Wildy, former Wildy guy We're on there. LinkedIn. I told you that before, man. Can you take it off? That's a- <laughs> I have a real job over on LinkedIn. I, I got a real job too. I got a real LinkedIn plug. It's okay. It's okay. Oh boy. I'm trying to stream us to as many locations as possible. We're up to eight. We're going to eight locations now. LinkedIn. How's uh, how's the road dogging podcast going? Speaking it's doing public. good, man. Yeah, it's doing good. It it put it pulled, I think, three hundred and something views on YouTube in the first week, which is you know, it wasn't live streamed, it was just a straight up post. And then the audio podcast is pulling really good numbers. Awesome. Uh, Jordan said he wants to start pull, doing live. You know, going yeah. live some, not just pre-recording. So look out for yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, he's looking at it every other Wednesday, basically to go live, like kind of like we do. But that'd be even got, more fun I because he got second in the uh, Tennessee Bass State Championship that he won last year. Ethan Jett, a fellow dugout teammate, took the W down on Gunnersville. They freaking wrecked him. I don't know if you looked at the numbers, but uh, they were high, mid to high one eighties there, uh, with several you know good ninety inch plus bags per day to, to get you in the in the money so yeah. Gunnersville is on fire right now if anybody's looking for a place to go fish yeah good stuff you know jordan doing his thing he was mad about how he performed i'm like dude you finished i mean you won a bunch of money you did fine <laughs> that's marshall that's marshall i didn't win by quarter inch but dang it yeah dang it so i saw you know this week the this last week we got a couple of elite series uh, the lead series schedule dropped. I'm not sure if the MLO schedule dropped. So that got people to talking about when our kayak schedule is going to start dropping. When do you think we'll see them here pretty soon? A month or two? Uh, I think so. I mean, you know, talking talking with Steve-O, it seems like everything's pretty much buttoned up. You know, some, some ink on some paper at a spot or two. But I think he's got it hammered out uh, pretty well. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see a pretty solid, complete schedule for next year. Yeah. I'm anxious to, to get a look at all of them as they as they come out. See if see if that native series expands. See if bass expands. Of course, you know BLS is going to have a good schedule. Just got what this this photo. Do they need do they need to expand? Got a little photo update from Steve-O. Here's a picture of all yeah. the winners. There you go. Do you think uh, they need to expand? I mean, like at what point is enough saturation wise? I, I feel like bass? we have enough in general. Either you know either series like. There's only so many weekends in the year, and I, you know, I think, yeah. I think, five or six events is pretty solid. I think the more you try to do, we, we've seen this model with other entities before. Like if you try to just do too much, you end up hurting yourself overall oh, yeah. because you know it's just too much to keep up with. Yeah. How many opens bass have this year? Is it five or six this year? I think it's five this year. Yeah, I'd like to see know, six. I'd like to see six, max seven, maybe, but no, I don't think they need to go like nine, ten, twelve. I mean, that gets that's what happened. You remember kayak bass series? We got our start fishing there when they had that. That's what happened to them. They had a pretty good thing going with like six events, but then tried to go to regions and blew it up real fast. And that, that was one of many problems, but they tried to get too big too fast. So, yeah, you gotta be careful there. But yeah, I, I like what bass is doing. I, I don't think Hobie needs to go any, any bigger. The native series, it, I don't think it really matters for them because they're all one offs. You know what I mean? Right. They're all I just. I don't think that would hurt to add more events, and I think it's enough of a change of scenery. You know, you're not just continuing to fish the same old uh, five fish format tournaments. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but I think it gives people something a little different to look for. Like, you know, maybe you're a guy that is really good at finesse fishing or catching numbers or something. That's going to be a lot more appealing to you, you know, on that MLS style than just a big five fish bag. Yeah, Joe Mack on YouTube says uh, nine with six of them in Texas would be perfect for bass. If we could, if we could pull it off. 
Thanks, Joe Mac. I don't have I don't have that many uh, miles left on my tires, so probably yeah. can't make that happen. You also had another great idea, which is first time Jordan goes live, we need to go troll the comments on Jordan's live yes. instead of sitting here taking bullets like we do in the comments. Love it. So, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Uh, we got our t- dog versus raptor on Twitch. Always comes in, at least chimes in, and says he's got a roll. He'll listen to the pod later. He'll come in for a few minutes and then bounce and I love listen it. to the pod later. So I love that's it. awesome. Just just so it no- just so we know it's working over there. Yeah, so we got we got one we got one over there still. I don't know if that's him or not, but hey, we appreciate you over there with the gamers. There he is. We we can take we can hang with this bouncing in and out. It's fine. Buddy, Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Hey, with that said, let's get Greg in here while we still have you okay. live and in person, Mister De Palma, GDP. Hey, doing, what's sir? what's up, guys? How are you? Good, man. Thanks for coming in here with us. I don't know if you saw you probably didn't see the intro. Ryan is in a uh, remote location. He's on Co Wetzel's tour bus after shooting doves down there uh, in Alabama somewhere. So. In the middle of nowhere in Alabama. So if I drop, I do apologize. Very nice. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, first of all, how you doing, sir? I you am wore doing... out. Long season. No, I, I just want to keep going. To be honest with you, I hate stopping. Uh, you got all the momentum going through the whole entire season. And all of a sudden, it's like a screeching halt. Yeah. You know? How's how's your year going on the big boat side? Uh, I finished fifty first in the points this year. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was gonna be keep you employed. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. That's the biggest part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I was gonna ask you that first, man. You want to give us a brief uh, rundown of how you felt about your elite series year? Because I know I would call it solid, not spectacular for you. You probably wanted to do a little better, but you really. I mean, you finished right there in the middle of the pack. Did good. You know, cash and checks. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy, man? It's if you go back and look at the points. It's still very tight. I had yeah. one bad event this year. I came in 100th place on Lay Lake. If you take that down to like even an 80th, I mean, classic. I mean, it's yeah. just, it was that tight the entire season. Um, you, you just can't have a bad event anymore. That's just all it comes down to. When I looked at the standings, to be honest with you, I, you became Kayak Angler's favorite Elite Series by default since you fished the Kayak Series too. <laughs> we're, we're all fine. So I followed how you did, and looking at your finishes, I assumed you made the classic. Yeah, no. And then I didn't see you in the field, and I looked back and saw that one event that you're talking about, that yep. one event. That's crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had several top 25s, several top 50s. I mean, that's yep. usually enough, isn't it? Yeah, usually. Not no more. It's like a new age anymore. The fishing uh, community that I fish against is just, I mean, they're the best. You can't, you can't slip. Not to pour salt in an open wound, but I'm actually on Lane Lake right now. We're in Wilsonville, Alabama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, yeah. It's all good. After the tournament, I actually went back out um, just to kind of, you know, try to catch a few more fish, but it didn't really do too much better. But it's there, there's no salt. You know, after doing this for all the years I've done it, dude, it literally was like you got a bad event, no big deal. You just go to the next oh, yeah. one. You, you got to shake it off. That's it. You, you have to. What uh, What's your opinion? We've seen – all this controversy over forward-facing sonar <laughs> and it being ba- like i mean in my mind i think you would have such a hard time justifying banning some you know some new evolutionary technology like how do you say that's enough like you know these huge brushless electric trolling motors like Ryan's going to pop in and out because of his tour bus situation, but you kind of get the gist of what he was saying there. Yeah. I heard most of the question. Um, first off, I don't believe technology is even a debate at this level. All of us guys all have the same stuff. Uh, different companies all have the same 
same stuff. Uh, you know, LiveScope has been out since 2015. So now this is finally popping up now. Yeah, I, I wonder, is it just because it's become more widespread, more refined, technology's better? Do you think that could be a part of it? I just think in the public eye, everybody's starting to finally see the power of it. Um, you know, because everybody's kind of almost relying on it. it you know, a small amount, a small amount tournament, if you're not doing it, then you're you're probably in trouble. Yeah. Uh, just because of the way we're catching them. Let's see if we Ryan right here. There he is. He's back. The kid's back. <laughs> we got you, buddy. It's okay. Oh, boy. We're going to deal. We're going to deal. His answer was, yes, ban it, Ryan. You didn't hear that. No, no, <laughs> no, it was not. It was I not said, I, I pretty much said it's not even a debate. It's, 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 you know, way back when they had a flasher, 2D center came out. That's a game changer. And then it went to side imaging. I mean, it just kept, keeps on going. Five years from now, it's going to be something even different. Right. You yeah. Know? Um, did you see, there was a video Todd Castledine did a week or two ago. I think it was Todd Castledine. Pretty sure it was about, about the, it. It, it was, it was an average. He, he went into, some of the reasons people are upset is they feel like that forward facing sonar is phasing out the experience and the, the skills you develop over time as an angler. And he used the average age of, of winners and top finishers as an example. And it's like dropped all the way down to 28 years old through the opens and the elites or something like that. I forget the series. He may have used the opens and the elites, but rather than 10 years ago, the average age of the winners was 46. So it's yeah. almost a 20 year difference. And he's saying technology is playing a huge factor and that's the deal. And that's why people are upset, especially the, the not old, but older generation, like how hey, you're taking all the skills and instincts and things like that out of it. Do you think that's, that's a real thing or is that just a kind of a, an excuse on top of the technology? Uh, it's both. It's real and, and you know, excuse. So here's the deal. So if all of them guys that are just extremely well at fishing naturally would embrace forward face and sonar to me they'd be ahead of the young generation again because they have both sides of the coin right you know it's a little bit of stubbornness perhaps correct 100 percent stubbornness yep I, I know a few of them guys i've talked to them <laughs> yeah so you yeah. hear you hear that out there oh yeah i hear it all we hear it all yeah frankly i'm the, i'm one of those guys on the kayak side I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah i've got i've got scope capable units and i won't put it on there i won't, I won't do it so yeah that's, you, that's, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cross over i would say like Five years from now, every freaking kayak and John boat and big boat out there is going to have it just because, I mean, it's getting to be that, that part of the sport. Oh yeah, for sure. And I know that it can, it can burn you as much as it can help you. If you don't know what you're doing with it, when to apply it, things like that. But when it's the deal, it's the deal. And you better be, you better be playing. Like you said, on a smallmouth fishery. Yeah. I, I tell everybody with it, you know, you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, you know, when to use it, when not to use it. Very good. Very good. Brian's having, he's in and out. He's having trouble, but that's okay. I'm going to carry, I can carry if we need to. <laughs> okay, good. Greg, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Uh, one of the things that we, we won't stay on this very long, but somebody in the comments, and you've probably heard this too, people worry about the viewership. It's boring to watch to, to a somewhat, all, you know, already kind of like golf. It's kind of boring to watch golf on TV. Sometimes it can get boring to watch fishing depending on the coverage. Do you think that's a thing? Is it boring to watch someone catching them on live scope? I don't. And the reason I'm going to say this is because, okay, let's just, all this came about from the, from the last three smallmouth tournaments. When in reality, a lot of times when you're smallmouth fishing prior to live scope, we use 2D sonar. You drop straight down on their head. You're still floating out in the same areas, but it's just a different concept. But you're always staring down. It's not really that much different. Uh, you know, next year for the Elite Series, 
uh, for our St. Lawrence event, we're actually launching out of Waddington. So if you want to go to the lake for that tournament, you're going to have to go the 80, 90 mile, you know, mile run. But with that being said, it's extremely hard to live scope smallmouth in current. So a lot of the guys on that tournament are still going to just be fishing. If you, if you know what I'm saying, um, sure. I don't, I don't see that as an excuse for, for viewership because even if you're going down a grass line, you're still, your head's down and you're fishing. It's no different to me. Right. Um, yeah. And like I said, I don't want to stay on it too long. We'll get, I got a few yeah. questions from YouTube. We'll, we'll jump on about that. Ethan yeah. Robertson says next year's elite schedule, which just came out. Uh, seems like it's geared towards or could be fit non FFS users better. What do you think of next year's schedule? Is that true? think they, they can employ some shallow stuff or is, is it going to play just as much? It's going to play a lot. It's going to play on fork. It's going to play on Toledo. It's going to play on all them. Unless you're fishing, you know, even grass, you can use it, but like you figure fork and Toledo, Standing timber, I mean, perfect scenario for forward basin sonar. Uh, obviously, the smallmouth events, Champlain again. It can play at every single event. It just depends on who figures out how to use it. Yeah. And then also from YouTube, Chris uh, Cabral says, does Greg think forward-facing benefits boats or kayaks better or is it equal? I'm going to say it can be equal, but I'm going to say a boat more than a kayak. Just because I feel like with a kayak, like I said in the very beginning, it's hand-to-hand combat. You can get down and just fish out of a kayak and, and still do really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and this is one, this is more of a comment than a question. Steve Dunlap, make it possible where the better view of the scope so we can see live what you're looking at with everybody, regardless of brand, uh, that's, make it better. That's probably going to happen. I'm going to have yeah. to agree. I, I think that's going to happen with our sport. Yeah, because obviously if you're the person looking at it and you're watching, you know, watching the fish react, you're, you're, you know, tuned in and excited, but if, if we could also see it as people sitting here watching a live stream, I'm sure it'd be a lot I've more. Se- I've seen some pretty crazy stuff on that screen that the viewers haven't seen. I've seen fish go down in my bait and I see the tail waving back and forth before it sucks it up. It's just, I've seen so many cool things, you know, if they can portray that on Bassmaster screen, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we got the live stream viewers climbing. We appreciate it because we, we know we're up against Monday Night Football debut tonight, uh, Jets and Bills. So if you're watching both, we appreciate you. The, the numbers are climbing over here. Uh, Ryan was with us. He is on Co Wetzel's tour bus, and he was trying to do the stream from the tour bus with sketchy Wi-Fi in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. So he had to slip off, but we're gonna we're still going to get into this with, with Greg DePalma. So I need the people watching to help me carry the show by asking good questions that we can we can feed on here to Mr. DePalma. Yes. So solid elite series season, sir. But really what we wanted to have you on here for is to talk about kayak fishing because you are a full-blown kayak angler. You're you know, neck deep into the AOI race. You're sitting in third right now. So first, what have you thought about your first year truly, you know, competing on the kayak circuit? I think it brought a lot of fun back for me. Fishing's always been fun, even at the least series level. But like, I feel like the stress level of the kayak series for me is not there at all. Uh, I just feel like I'm just, at home fishing to be honest with you that's just how i feel uh it's been a lot of fun i've learned stuff that i had no idea about as far as fishing out of a kayak um honestly I, you know a lot of people told me in the very beginning it's gonna make you fish different uh you know to learn more stuff and they're right i've actually learned some stuff and i applied to the bass boat side i the biggest thing for kayak fishing that i can tell you that i learned period is how to really refigure out how to catch them again because of movement you know you can't move a lot Right. Yeah. We've heard that from a couple of folks, like when we had Icon in the past, 
uh-huh. talking about learning to be a little bit more patient, going back to your roots a little bit, right? You can't just up and leave. You can, but it's going to cost you a lot of time, right? Yeah, it's a lot of these lakes we fish. It's it's pointless to even do it. I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot trying to do it. Yeah, uh, yep. we got some got some good questions that are coming in. Uh, <laughs> Joe on YouTube said we're going to make Ryan expendable. We're going to help you with the questions. <laughs> so, so there All we right. go. There we go. <laughs> he also said, "Did not the elites not get a drop?" Yeah, I think they were saying that sarcastically. You know how we get the drops in the kayak series. So we no. we, we actually do have a drop. Um, we we don't we haven't used it this year because we have a COVID drop. It's in our rules. So if somebody gets COVID, every person except for the guys competing for AOI up top don't get the drop. Uh, but this year there was no no incident COVID. Got some good questions coming in about the kayak series. Corey Racer on Facebook. Will you be fishing the kayak? It's not called the kayak classic for God's sakes. It's the kayak bass series championship, Corey. But will you be fishing that? One hundred percent. 100%. So you're in that whether you, whether you win the AOI or not, you're in. Yeah. I guess, especially now, there's no conflict. I guess that's the, the other side other side of us. E- even if there was, I, I believe that tournament goes on like during the week of practice yeah. of the, so if I qualify for both, my plan was to fish both. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then Calvin Johnson on YouTube, are you planning on fishing a full kayak schedule? I guess you did this year. Are you going to do it again next year? I missed one this year. I missed Possum Kingdom at the same time as Sabine River. Um, if there's not conflicts, yeah, more than likely. Yes. Uh, Elvis said he'd love to see you and I go head to head on a kayak tournament. I'm I don't sure know. We can arrange that. <laughs> did, did you put him on him and put it on him in the elites, uh, AOI race this year? Were y'all neck and neck there? It's pretty he, close. I think he was just ahead of me. He's was 40, he? 40, yeah. 40, I, I was looking like at that, that earlier. I think you, Seth fighter, uh, G man, you guys were all right there in a little wide of, we were. Uh, points. So yep. good company, good company. Uh, let's see here. Brandon Palmer on YouTube has fishing from a yak helped you hold on to an area a little bit longer in a bass boat. Yeah, it's kind of what I touched on for sure. It definitely has. Uh, there's been a few times I actually talked to my buddy on the phone about this, uh, where I told him I did really well in these two events and he goes, why'd you do so much better this time or, or something like that? And I said, to be honest with you, dude, I said, cause I fished out of the kayak this year and it just kept me in there to keep on fishing for the fish and refigure out how to catch them. So yes, without a doubt. Uh, Steve Owens, he he clarified that Wednesday and Thursday for the kayak championship. Uh, Mark Cisneros, big worm, said GDP is one of us. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, he says, what a pain having to fish the Sabine and Miss PK. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I, I like the Sabine, man. Where I grew up at here in Millville, there's a river called the Morris River. It is a spitting image of it. It really is. I feel right at home fishing that place. Yeah, we got a little bit of uh, breaking news, red alert here. We've got a we've got a tagging. We've got a sub. We've got a sub. We've got our other podcast host, Jordan Marshall, came in. Did, did Ryan text you? Or did you come off of my message, Jordan? Uh, a little bit of both, actually. I was uh, I saw the the group text was going down about the time I was like I was like y'all good because I wasn't I watched it and I made sure Lambert was going and then about the time I was like hey can you can you hop on I was like. So I'm like running. I got like one shoe on, one shoe off. I think I lost a shoe between here and the house, but we're we're rocking and rolling. So man, I can always count on you, Jordan. Try if my I, best. If I see ten kayak posts on my Facebook, nine of them are this guy's face on it. Yeah. Yeah. Winning tournaments and doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. I'm, the, the, I'm trying my best, man. I'm just I'm just out here, you know, road dog. We out here yeah, hanging out, rock and rolling. Hell yeah. So Jordan's a host of our new pod on, on KBN, which is road dogging and that the aptly named because this man burns up the roads. He fishes more. It's gotta be more tournaments than anybody else in the country. Right. Jordan. 
So I'm I'm gonna probably hit like uh, 50 this year. I'm I'm flirting around with the upper 30s right now. Um, I'm actually taking a much needed off week this week to watch the Vols dominate the Florida Gators at, uh, <laughs> at, at with the Knoxville guys. So uh, I'm probably just jinxed it now that I said that. But yeah, I, you know I've got a bunch more. I mean the the good thing about the kayak tournaments is that you know as soon as they kind of uh, stop or really before they even stop for the year, they, they start up, we've got local events that start the, you know, 2024 season in October before, you know, TOC even happens. But I did get a chuckle. I was trying to listen to it on the way up here to make sure I, uh, didn't, didn't repeat anything that already been, been said about Greg fishing, uh, you know, a, a full schedule. I was like, I was like, I don't know whose schedule he's fishing, but I know it ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not 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 your full schedule. My full schedule would kind of be five or six max. Yeah. Yep. Well, Jordan, I appreciate you, man, coming over. Yes, sir. Anything carry. for the boys. I was going to carry, but hey, I always I always take the help, so that's good. <laughs> Anything like for it. the boys. Yeah. Um, got quite a few folks in here. We're doing a Yak Addicts giveaway tonight. Don't forget that. All you got to do is like and share on Facebook, and like and comment over on Twitch and YouTube. And we we got you. We'll choose that at the end. We got some questions piling up here. Uh, Jordan, I don't know if you, you have anything specific for Greg, but, um, I wanted to ask him some stuff once we get through these YouTube comments about some of the media coverage and how it's, what can kayak anglers learn from the bass pros on how they interact with the media? We had the camera guys on last week. We had, uh, Shane Durant and Mark Cisneros on talking about behind the scenes stuff and then the photos they take out there. Well, Bassmaster, they make their money with the coverage of the elites and all the live streaming all the photos, all the stuff on the Bassmaster magazine. So what have you learned over there that you could give some kayak anglers some tips, Greg, on how they could be better prepared for the camera? Your boat, your kayak's wrapped, your truck's good to go. Is that the kind of stuff they need to be doing? Uh, yeah. You know, we talked about it in the past. You know, if you're going to go that full extent of doing the wrapping stuff, make sure it's worth it for yourself. Uh, you know, just don't do it for free. Uh, but besides that, I actually do a lot of interaction with my sponsors. Uh, I take Susquehanna Fishing Tackle, for example. They have a they have a, a camera guy that does a lot of their social media stuff. He's down here all the time, every week. We do on the water stuff, promotion stuff. Uh, you know, it's a it's a it's not a one way street. You know, Susquehanna takes care of me, and I take care of them. So the biggest thing is whether I'm behind the stage at an elite event or at home on the water shooting stuff. It's just you just got to do constant promotion, build your brand with and through your sponsors and yourself that's the biggest thing yeah we've got some really talented anglers over on the kayak side you probably learned that by now but you do <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of them struggle on the promotion side and they just have a lot to learn it's just and there's nowhere to learn it right there's no like book you can go get and learn how to do it you got to figure it out there's not you know it's it's kind of funny i've, I've seen it on the elite series side i've seen it everywhere sometimes you have guys that are extremely talented when it comes to fishing but the aspect of sponsorship is not even in the vocabulary. It's not even there. Um, some of them guys, if if you're one of them guys and you're just gun-ho on just catching fish and that's all you want to do, I'd recommend don't changing, honestly, because I think a lot of guys that had crossover and changed, I think it messed up their fishing. Um, but for the guys that want to do both sides of it, which here in the future, who knows, five, ten years from now, how big this kayak stuff's going to get, that's gonna that's gonna support you or your family if this is what you want to do. So now's a great time. Now's a better time than ever to really get your foot in door these companies and start building brands. Yeah, what's the quote, Jordan? We're in our infancy. Is that what everybody says? Yes, we're we're in our infancy. 
we I we've just we've just been kite fishing for 10 years that's all the kite tournaments that have been actually <laughs> legitimately meet up happening so i mean you start comparing it i mean what there's been like 50 classics i mean we're we're we're, we're behind yeah well you know having the platform now with, with bassmaster that's going to carry a lot of weight uh that's going to go really far steve owens is doing an extremely good job all you guys know that um so i oh, think yeah. there's gonna yeah it's gonna now's the time like this is it like if you're gonna do it and you want to get in there there's there's probably never been a better time and here and in, in 2023 there's not many opportunities but i can tell you right now is one of them yeah yeah yep you, well, you buy low sell high it's time to get in on the on the on the exactly. small it seems big to us that have been around jordan for a while it probably seems like it's gotten pretty big but it's got so much further to go yeah so much oh, yeah. further to go uh, got some more questions coming here. Oh, we've got a few people asking about your kayak, Greg. We got, can we get a rundown of your kayak? And then someone else asked about the rod storage on your kayak. You've seen pictures, very interested. When we had John before, you kind of talked about that. Have you refined that at all? You want to go over your setup there? Uh, the only thing I have changed now, there's going to be changes again, but the only thing I have changed since our first podcast together, um, right height actually came out with a kayak turret it's a shorter version of the bass boat one that is on there now it comes with a bracket uh to pull in and out of the water now uh before i made my own now uh, there's one that right height sells uh, so that changed on my kayak but going into the susquehanna tournament i'm going to completely redo the kayak because what? i need more power oh what are we what are we doing we're gonna put something on the back can't tell you yet oh. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> secret yeah, it's going to be something you've probably never seen before. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, is there going to be some some vid after? You're going to do a little video production of the, yeah. the build? Yeah, I'm going to do something for sure. You going to put like a jet drive on there, like the guides have up there? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, can you skip it across the water? Yeah, my uh, my. So I I think I told you guys before. My brother Justin, he is really big into not really big. It's what he does full time. He's a cabinet maker and he does all kind of fine furniture. So we call his his shop the Splinter Lab. Um, so when I get home, I have these ideas. That's where my kayak's at. It's sitting in the splinter lab right now, getting ready to be worked on. I love it. That's one. Yeah. That's the other cool thing about kayak fishing that you learned right away. It's it's a hunk of plastic, so the the it ideas is. are almost endless to to mess with it and <laughs> DIY DIY it, right? Yeah, we got to stay within the rules, but which we are. Uh, but yes, yep. Yeah, you can do like Jordan, just never clean it and let the let that be its own form of camouflage, right? Right, Jordan. I've, Man, you, you don't wash off yet. mojo, dog. You don't want to wash off the good mojo. I That's think right. he's right. I think he's right. I love that. Yep. I've got some more questions coming in. Uh, here's one from Steven. And I, and you may have mentioned this when we talked to you after the Gunnersville win. What advice would you give yak anglers on setting up for the hook set? I've lost a ton of fish my first year in a kayak. I'd love to hear your take on this. Yeah, so the first thing I was always told from some of the kayak guys is go to braid. Um my rule of thumb with braid hasn't changed only throw braid when you have to i'm not i'm not one that you know with, with bait casters i'm not one to go braid a four oh on a bait caster i never have never probably will be a spinning rod yes uh the biggest thing i tell you is beef up your equipment a little bit more heavier rod that's what i did on the mississippi river i went heavier than i did in the bass boat and hooked them all because i was you, losing in practice have you used that trick again with your uh spot lock yeah i have i have yeah, that kind of leveraged uh, leveraged that autopilot. Go over that a little bit for folks that may have that bow mounted trolling motor. Yeah, so uh, for me on Gunnersville is where I played the biggest role this past year. So I run an Old Town 136 that's got autopilot on it. I also have a shallow water anchor on the back, you know, a mini power pole. Um, 
I was fishing these three drains, but if I go into it, let's say I was spot locked on the spot and I'd, I'd catch a fish, even on spot lock, the kayak was still swaying and being pulled all over the place, fighting the fish on the way in. So what I did was I anchored the pole down. I was in four or five feet of water. I anchored the pole down in the back, locked it in. I put the trolling motor on the heading sensor, just straight forward where I was facing it on constant on like two or three I had it on. And that locked the kayak. So when a fish started to pull, the heading sensor corrected it again and just kept it nice and straight. It allowed me to fish the stuff without being pulled over the place. Yeah, that was a genius move. I'd never heard of something like that, but it, once you, once I heard it, it made perfect sense. Yep. Made yep. perfect works, sense. Works really good. Yeah. We got another, we got another Twitcher in the comment. Jordan, we're big on the Twitch now. We got the, we got the Twitch streamers, the gamers over there. They're, they're watching us now. Fancy. I, I don't even know what Twitch is to be yeah, quite Lambert honest. Lambert doesn't either. Lambert, I don't think they have it in Tennessee. Apparently not. I'm, I have no idea. Is that what they play the video games on? Yes, it is. It is. But they also have other stuff there now, including us. Like kayak podcast. That's right. <laughs> Hey, when you when you start going live, we told people earlier today you're gonna you're gonna start doing a live stream now and then on Wednesdays as well. So you can I choose that's, Twitch as yeah, an option. That's the goal. That's the goal. I got to get a little more familiar with the with the system. As you could tell, I tried to mute my mic a second ago and disappeared my entire self <laughs> off of here. That's Edward the scissor hands with the with the controls still. Hey, look, you you're starting at a much better place than when we started this whole deal. So you're good. You're gonna be fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're long from the days of phones propped up against like salt pepper shakers and using <laughs> Skype and Zoom and everything else. We're, we're much yeah. further down the road. Yeah, I got a cool guest this week coming on too. I'm I'm excited about that. Who is it? Is it a secret? He's a he's a long haired hippie from Indiana that uh, fished the Tennessee Trail this year. That I think most people would get a kick out of. All right, that'll be fun. That'll be, that'll be a good one. Uh, I've got some more comments to get to over here. I was going to save this one, but it's, it's been sitting on sitting on it for a little bit. JL Scott asked, looking forward to Susquehanna next month. What are your thoughts on the Susky in October? Then we can get into that kayak AOI race because that's really what's going to play out there. Yeah, the Susquehanna is going to come down to the river height, I think, for a lot of it. Uh, that's a big, big factor there, whether we get a lot of rain or no rain. Um, that's a big deal. I think the fishing-wise, it should be really good, depending, again, on the, on the conditions. Um, it's going to take 95 to 100 inches a day to win it. 95 to 100 a day? 95 to 100. I know that's I, a big gap, but it depends on how the river height is and how grouped up they are. You going to that one, Jordan? I, yeah. I am. I'm quite excited about that, actually. I, I've uh, always wanted to hear uh, he, he, uh, or go, excuse me. I've always wanted to go to uh, to Susquehanna in the fall. You always hear those stories about how crazy it is. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to line up pretty nicely for it. I'm, I'm excited. 95 to 100 just got me excited. I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what I was thinking him to say, but, you know, I just, <laughs> it, it kind of, you know, landed, landed home, you know. There's a lot of, there's, I'm, there's not a lot, but yes, there is a lot. So I fished it a lot in the wintertime. And in the wintertime, a lot of that fish get extremely grouped up because there's only so many deep holes. And when I had been there in the wintertime, I had the best day I ever had was probably 200 fish in one day myself. Um, but they were all giants. I mean, all of them were. And I've had a lot of really big fish here and there. You know, it's like until they really group up on that river, a lot of them are hard to find. But you can usually catch, if you know what you're doing, four to five of them big ones every day. Are you, so, are you more spring uh, Susquehanna fancy or fall Susquehanna fancy? I'm fancy wintertime. Wintertime. Like okay. December, mm. January. Mm. Yeah. 
So we had the winner of the native no limit event on from Susquehanna that was in, uh, was in early August there, I believe. Um, and he believed that if this, if that event was in the fall, it's a no limit event, 14 inch minimum that he could have broke a thousand inches. And from you just saying you've caught 200 fish before in, in a day in the fall, it sounds like that's impossible. I've caught a hundred a lot. I've, yeah. I've caught a hundred fish there more times than not. Wow. When I've been there in the wintertime, but the ground, like I said, they're in the wintering holes. So it's like you throw the jerk bait out there, you jerk it down one time. There's already one on it. It's like that all day long. It's stupid. But okay, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know what to say. It's, it's very, anything. it's, it's rare that I'm speechless. I, I just, I got excited. I got, it, it, I got I, so excited. I quit talking. I saw it tough one time. We caught 30. So it's, it's going to be good. I, I, I would say so. But if it floods out or something stupid happens, which happens a lot in October, then things could change. If, if it gets flooded, it could have to be moved. I mean, they can get to the point where they can't have it. I've seen that happen too down there. If somebody was asking about uh, Jim over on YouTube, what, what is the difference in the section Hobie fishes and where bass will fish? I don't know the answer to that. Either. Either. Yeah, I don't, I don't bass know. bass is upriver. I mean, outside of just the individual, like I haven't been on some of the section that bass is included. I'm fairly familiar with all the Hobie section. Basically, bass is you know cut about half of what the Hobie had, and then shifted it up, and then took both of the arms above the Sunbury Dam. Um, as far as how that fishes, I don't know, but as far as the differences in the boundaries, that's that's the difference. Yeah, I don't know where the Hobie event went out of, but I mean, I've been high up, high on the river and low, and it's honestly all pretty good. Elvis asked, uh, "What's the odds of Marshall going to the Susky and having a lacrosse experience?" <laughs> I promise you, there is a zero percent chance that there's a lacrosse experience at Susquehanna. I, uh, Sus, uh, Susquehanna treats me good on and off the water. Lacrosse is, has not done either one at the couple times I've been up there, but. You know, I like Susky. It's 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 a cheat code for a fishery. Uh, Corey Whitechurch says Mega Bass One Ten is going to be the winning lure. Sounds like some kind of jerk bait's going to play for sure. Um, it, it could be, but yeah. uh, it might be. It's it's great. Don't get me wrong there, but uh, it we'll see. It could be a little bit early. There's going to be some other baits that play really well. So with that said, man, I mean that's going to be the one that determines AOI. It's a tight race. I mean, all see one, two, three, four of you in the top. The top four. All have three events. This will be your fourth coming in. So there's a lot of moving that can happen, you know, because there is a drop available for you guys. Um, what are you looking at? What, what do you think it's going to take to – what kind of gaps are it going to take to overtake Russ and Nick, who are just only a few points ahead of you? I feel like I have to win. That's how I feel. <laughs> Sounds like me going into the end of, end of an event. I, mean, I just want to win everything. It, let, put it this way. If I win and they beat me, there's nothing else I could have possibly did. Right? Yeah, right. 100%. So if I leave the door open, then it's on me. Fair enough. And, I, and I, looking at that AOR, I love it. You've got Tennessee, Alabama, New Jersey, Nebraska, Ohio. All over. That's a, that's a diverse top five, top five right there. And I, I didn't even realize my man Marty Hughes was up there in the top five. Killing that, said, that says a lot about them guys. They're that versatile. I mean, them guys are from places that don't even see some of the water we fished. Yeah, we got several Ohio guys. We got an Arkansas guy in the top ten. Um, very diverse stuff. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it kind of speaks to the, to the depth of field. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so two hundred ninety to one hundred a day. So you're saying um, one ninety ish probably to take it. Yeah, that's one ninety five. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you typically on that river, so they, they there's there's no keeping fish on that river. It's it's all MLF style tournaments or just tournaments there or kayak style where you measure it. Uh, typically, you know, the guys that weigh fish there, you catch 19 pounds, you're, you're pretty much going to win a lot of stuff. You catch 20 a day, you're probably going to win every tournament there. The fish there a lot of times don't get long. They're just really fat. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, a four and a half pounder, there's probably like 20 and a half inches to give you an idea. Responding to some comments here. Make sure you're, we're doing a like and share contest for a Yak Addicts giveaway tonight. We're doing a hat just like this one in a uh, Yak Addicts shirt. So make sure you like and share on Facebook and do the uh, like and comment on YouTube and Twitch. So you get involved in that. Any more questions for Greg, get them in there and we'll, we'll read them to him. Uh, we've got a few to still get to that I saved from earlier. Chris over on YouTube asked, do you think bass will eventually allow two motors on a kayak? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool if they did. It would make it real <laughs> easy for me right now, honestly. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know you can run, as long as it's mounted on one bracket, you could run two separate, you know, two motors on one bracket, I guess, according to the rules. Um, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not in it long enough to tell you what the rules should be changed to. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> Jordan, what do you well, think about that? If it makes you feel any better, half the time I don't I don't know what the rules are of what I'm fishing because I'm terrible <laughs> oh, about reading minutes. that. But yeah, you, you get them mixed up, you know. You get you start placing hands on fish they don't need to. You get fish DQ'd, you know. It's 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 a blur sometimes. But you know, right. I I think it would be if if there's multiple motors involved, that kind of brings a lot more. Um, if you're willing to put two motors and pay for two motors on a kayak, that kind of brings a lot of different kayaks kind of the top tier of what you can do if you're willing to put the the money and the time to rig those up um you know throughout a long time you know as we've been doing this it's always kind of been you know before there were motors you know you know my opinion hobie was kind of set above everything else and his motors have kind of become you know more and more common you've got you know kayaks like you know I got outran at Pickwick last year by a new canoe that had the same motor I had on there. And it was, I would have traded my Hobie for that new canoe in a heartbeat for that event because we were both going to the same spot and I got beat by like 30 minutes to a spot. So we've covered like six miles. Uh -huh. So, you know, different situations were adding motors and, and different holes and things like that. And especially with two motors, you could have, uh, you know, an NK 300 cover a bunch of water and get there and put spot lock on the front of it and throw it up there and, you know, do whatever you want to. And it kind of just adds another fold to what you can do. And, and I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I don't, um, you know, I, I'm not a technology limiting guy. I don't use it, but I want everybody to have it and just fish however you want to, you know? Yeah. I'm with that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we've had this conversation before. Somebody asked in the comments, will Hobie allow one motor as a follow-up to the bass allowing two? Uh, I don't know about that, but a lot of people say they'd rather have, kayak fishing remain more manpower and things like that but most of the people getting into the sport and i've said it before they're fishermen not kayakers they don't really care about the kayak aspect as much they think it's cool to fish out of a small craft but they're not you know worried about the specs of a kayak and how to paddle correctly or anything like that they want to fish and if a motor is going to help them fish or whatever that's what they want to do i remember back in the day at, at a tournament you know we used to all launch at one boat ramp and and you know, fish from one boat ramp and catch a few fish and come back. And I was in my Jackson Coosa or OG Jackson Coosa, not an X, not an HD back in the day. 
And I used to see somebody with a Hobie and be like, man, that, that ain't right. You know, we, we shouldn't have, <laughs> we shouldn't have foot pedals on kayaks. You know, this is a paddle sport and you know, that's, that's fine. And Danny, there's still, you know, the bare bones group here in Knoxville that, you know, there are no foot, foot drives, no pedal drives, anything like that. And, you know, there's a place for all of that, but it's, you know, funny as time has went on and more and more people get pedals and that's the cool thing. And then more and more people get motors and that's the common thing. And, you know, it's, it's cool to look back and see how all that's kind of gathered steam as we went along. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Jordan. I turned my nose up at all that stuff when I first started years and years ago. <laughs> that's when I was in good shape and stuff. And I was like, we should all be paddling. This is ridiculous. And I've you been turn there. your nose up until you get in one. And then it's like, all right, <laughs> forget you guys. I paid my money. It's, I want it now. Yeah. Right. It's, it's funny. Um, another, we had somebody ask about forward facing sonar. I'm not going to ask him that same question again, but go back and listen to the audio podcast or watch the replay. Cause at the beginning we got into that about, about forward facing sonar and stuff. We're not going to rehash that, but there is one more question about it. Elvis asked, do you think it could help on the Susquehanna? Yes, I, I do. Um, I would say 99% of the field is not going to be using it. But if somebody figures out something, the majority of the river is really shallow, uh, very hard to use. Uh, like I said, it's in a lot of current, a lot of the smallmouth are sucked to the bottom. You can't see them. Uh, but there's some areas where you could possibly use it, yes. All right. Let's see. Uh... Going over to Facebook, Tyler, that's our local AOI leader, Jordan, over here in Northwest Arkansas, Tyler Zingerly. Would GDP participate if Bass or any pro trail had $500 entry fees? I guess the answer to that, I'm going to answer for you, would probably be yes, since your entry fees are so, so much higher. That doesn't <laughs> seem like much. But it, the question really is, could kayak fishing sustain a higher entry fee trail, do you think? Yeah, I think 100% they can, without a doubt. Like I, I told a lot of people, like, guys, you, you know, all the guys that fish against go fish BFLs, they pay the same entry fee we pay, 250 But on top of that, they're only winning four or 5000 max. You guys are have no overhead, same entry fee, and you're winning a lot more. Yeah, so I, I think it's there. I think I think Bassmaster could get a 500 no problem. I think they'll fill the field, they'll fill the field the same way they are now. They really do. Yeah, and, and one thing, I know Jordan's talked about this many times. Could we ever get people to set a schedule and prepay for the season why not i don't see a problem with that would you like to see that Jordan? I, I i would and that's that to me is the point where this kind of takes another another jump i think that's in the you know evolution of the sport i think that's kind of the next jump that we're kind of lingering and, and poking around you know hobie almost did that this year with with paying up front for the guys that went to the toc and you know the following year I think we're on the cusp of that. And I think that's going to make a big difference, at least in my mind of, you know, being able to fish against a set group of guys for a whole year and not just showing up to different places and, you know, kind of getting scout by locals and there ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I scalp a lot of tournaments around here. You know what I mean? I ain't, I ain't against that, but if you want to have a set trail and, and, you know, talk AOI points, I think that makes a big difference if you're fishing against the same people all year. Yeah, don't don't y'all think that the next evolution in kayak fishing anyway is enhanced media coverage somehow? And it'd be much easier to do that if you had a set field. I was gonna say that. So, you know, once you cross over to the media side, uh, that's when you're gonna have to start taking dollars out of the payouts. Things are gonna change a little bit depending on how how well Bassmaster Kayak side can get sponsorship. Um, there's positives and negatives to growing for sure. Um but, you know, be prepared for that. 
you know, the entries might go up and maybe the payouts won't be as good as they are now. They'll be higher, but what they're giving back now might change a little bit. There's going to be changes. I think some guys might groan about, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all for growth. Um, you know, and I think a lot of guys got to understand that people see payouts and they go back and add them all up, but they don't think about all the stuff that these organizations are putting in to get to that point. I mean, it's a ton, yeah. you know, we had a, we had a joke going a week or two ago. Jordan knows all about it with there, there's on tourney X. There's a tip jar option basically to tip tournament directors. <laughs> we made it, we made a big joke out of it, but tournaments are a lot of work and there's, oh. there's a lot of costs involved, not just in small tournaments, but especially in the larger tournaments, there's a lot of costs and a lot of work that goes in. So there is, and I, I say it. Yeah. There, there's going to be, there's going to be money come out somewhere. That's not, that's not free and volunteer dollars. Oh there. yeah, you're right. Uh, this is an interesting question from Chris. Has there been any off limits conflicts during, uh, your elite series versus your kayaks trying to practice for either or having to watch out with, with crossovers for conflicts? No, there hasn't been this year. No. Does it look like the, well, we don't have the Bassmaster Kayak series scheduled for next year, but yeah, I don't, did they even fish any of the same lakes this year? I don't think they did. Did they? No, no. Nope. You know, I mean, the conflict I had was just with Sabine uh, as far as the same time. Right. Um, but that was it. Otherwise, no off limits con. No, nothing. Uh, Calvin on YouTube asked, which lakes do you prefer on the kayak side? I, this is, I guess this is their one year efficiency. You've got, you'll have four, four cracks at it, but <laughs> maybe the better way to ask that is what lakes would you prefer to see pop up on the kayak side? You've been into a ton of different places in the boat. They're, they're doing great. I mean, for the first year, first year for me fishing this, I thought the schedule was awesome. So far, they pretty much hit everywhere's at a great time. Uh, Hartwell, they were spawning. Gunnersville, they were pretty spawn spawn. Uh, Mississippi River was awesome. They were freaking chewing better than I've ever seen on top. Um, they're the three I fished, and the Susquehanna is probably going to be just as good. They're, they they did really good this year. The schedule was phenomenal. Uh, anything additional? Maybe a smallmouth tournament? Yeah. You yeah, know, for sure. Uh, Mark over on Facebook, Big Worm. What elite guy could be the next to jump into a kayak tournament or fish a schedule like you, you think? Have you Carl, heard anybody talk to you about it? I would say Carl Jockerson. He would be the one, I okay. guess. That makes sense. He's been a Hobie guy for a while. So. Yep. Or maybe in Polnick. You know, he, he dabbles in kayak too. Yeah, he's an old town, old town feller over there. I like I like to see Polnick. That's a that's an OG road dog right there. <laughs> sure that. Yeah, that's a sleep in your truck. Kind of make it make it that way, isn't it, isn't it Jordan? Yep. One of one of my good friends actually met Polnick years and years ago, sleeping in his truck at a boat ramp, like the biggest boat ramp here in town. He was just practicing for a tournament, like a local charity tournament that he just happened to find online or something and was just hanging out in Knoxville, Tennessee, just fishing. Do we have I always any thought that was cool. Do we have any kayak anglers like that, that, that hail from places you don't like? He's from way up in Idaho. You know what I mean? That's not exactly bass fishing uh, heaven. That come that come fish the kayak trails. I guess I, I can't really think of. I mean, Greg's from New Jersey. I guess that's not exactly. Uh, there, uh, there used to be there. a guy from Maine that used to come and fish our events quite a bit. I I can't think of. Uh, and there's quite a few up there now, but uh, I know Keith Keith Freeze, local guy. The first time I ever met him was at a KBF National Championship at Kentucky Lake. He was from Oregon. Drove down for that. Yeah, uh, sure shout out to just... my boy Fraze. Yeah, sure. We, sure. We'll just send the comments. Canada. We do have the Canadians that come down. Nate Conley and, yeah. the, and the and the fellows come down. So I think we we actually have a. Uh, I think this year I'm not sure how many fished, but he was a, he was only a series guy for a few years. Mark Kyle, 
I think he fished Gunnersville and a couple other events this year, actually. He's from Arizona, California area. Oh, I, I think he did he win big fish at an event or something. I feel like he, I he, he could have. I feel like I talked to him or heard heard that story at a at a meeting. Yeah, Sherwood wasn't mentioning those guys from Canada. He's saying he's from Canada. So you're from <laughs> you're from like Utah now. So I don't want to hear it. You know, wherever your resort is, that's where you're from. Uh, Todd said Kenny Hood from Colorado. Okay, okay, name some people. Another YouTube question is Greg looking forward to Wheeler and Smith next season so i've never been to smith uh i've been the wheeler one time but that was before i even knew anything about bass fishing i just showed up and fished um yeah i'm looking forward to the schedule i mean every year like i said there's always a lot of, i've never been to flip to toledo that's going to be new for me smith is new i'm going to say wheeler's new just because it's been so long since i've been there um yeah i'm looking forward to all of them i mean there's there's so much fun going to these places i've never been before for what it's worth. I mean, I always go out and pre-practice, so I'm going to go there and look around. Sherwood just called me a bad word in the comments, Jordan. It's New Mexico. His resort is in New Mexico, the <laughs> finest ski resort in these United States of America. Please you know, go there. I don't, I don't think of ski resorts when I think of New Mexico. I'm sorry, Sherwood. I just I That was not know. on my radar. It's, of what it's he Rocky Mountains, expecting. man. The Rocky Mountains poking their nose down in there, I believe. I guess. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe beautiful. like a sand dune resort or something in New Mexico. No, real, real talk. I follow his stuff on, on, I've never been skiing in my life, but his stuff looks amazing over there. So go to, go to Sherwood's page and get the info, get the juice. Uh, Josh on YouTube. Will, will Greg fish any BOS events? Have you considered it? Yes. I, I wanted to fish Cayuga this year um, for the one Hobie event they had there, but I did not. I uh, ended up where I came home. I wasn't uh, tizzy for time. And I just ended up not doing it. I do have a pedal drive here also. I was prepared to do it, but I just never got around to doing it. Cayuga was fun, man. I I know how fun Cayuga is. It's it's one of the best places we have up here. Yep. We got more comments coming in. Jordan, you're hitting the stars too. I forget you got the access to that. You're starring up too. Yeah, I'm I'm learning now. I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I got one thing. that I that I like here. The uh from from YouTube. This I don't know if this is this is coming up soon, but this guy says bass will eventually have opens to get to an elite kayak series the following year. I think that would be really cool, but I think we are a long way away from that. But it, that is a good concept. I mean, I would like to see it get to that eventually. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, we we had uh, a few talks about that on here, Jordan. Like, if that was an option, even if it was the higher entry fee thing, how many do you legit think would would be able to do it? Would be able to pull it off because a lot of these tournaments are mixed bags of you got the same core group going to them, and then you have you know forty guys from that regional show up for one or two events, and then yeah. the next event it's the same thing. So that that the first event, the, the reason you know that was fresh on the brain is our first event in Texas this year was uh, man, it was like more than half the field was was from Texas alone. You know just not counting the guys from Louisiana, but just from Texas. Cause I was looking through some of the state statistics and things of that nature. There was, it was a bunch of people from, from Texas to that first event. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one more question on Facebook. We're not going to keep Greg too long. We're getting up against the hour here. Levi from my neck of the woods over here at Northwest Arkansas. Can you give us a crazy co-angler story? He says, what's Greg's craziest co-angler story? Feels like every pro has one that's hilarious or mind blowing. Uh, craziest man i gotta think it's been a while um i've had co-anger in a long time yeah um well i made a really long run on champlain one time 
down the Ticonderoga. And the Kalangar I had that tournament, we get all the way there. I, I tell him, like, we're, we're idling in this long ass shoot to go where we were. And uh, I get all the way there. I finally get set up. He goes, dude, I have to go to the bathroom. I said, bro, I said, we just idled through all this stuff. You didn't want to tell me and pull over. I said, here's t- t- uh, TP. I said, go out of the back of the boat. So he goes out of the back of the boat. And, uh, you know, I told him, I said, I won't listen. He was kind of embarrassed. I said, I won't listen. I said, do your thing. So he stands up, does his thing, starts fishing. Um, I almost won the open. I fished there. He didn't have anything. And I actually gave him the baits that I was throwing. He won the tournament on the <laughs> Congress side. Took a dump on the back of your boat. And I'm it's good luck. Yeah. So do you do that every time from good luck now? Just Oh, yeah. Oh, I hang her hard. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Um, Jordan, you got anything else for Greg? I, I think I'm good. I will uh I will see you at Susquehanna. Looking looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Well, clue winner being at the party, so make sure you're part of it. I I find my way to those sorts of uh <laughs> <laughs> those sorts of events frequently, it seems. <laughs> no doubt. Invited or not, Jordan will be there. He'll, yeah. he'll find his way. Uh, well, Greg, good luck the rest of the season, man. I hope you close out the AOI. Uh, just, I think it'd be cool to see an elite series guy come in there and, and take it. So appreciate your time tonight and, and good luck over at yeah. Sussie. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, anytime you guys need me to come on, let me know. And Jordan, I'll see you there, buddy. Yes, sir. You have a good one. Yep. There we go. Greg DePalm, everybody. How about that? He, he's a true blue kayak angler, man. I can tell he's, he's a hundred percent into it. It's, it's obviously not a gimmick because he's doing damage out there. So. What do you think? What do you th- what do you think when you heard he was gonna fish it, and now that you've seen him do it, uh, the results that he's had? You know, um, honestly, when when bass boat guys come in, you know, the first thought is, you know, they're gonna overestimate this, they're gonna not do so well, and I'm not mad if they don't do so well because you know, part of it is, you know, it, it's good to have the exposure to the sport, and part of it is, man, I, I hope these guys don't do too well and make us look bad at first, and you know, for Greg to win that first event down at Gunner's Law, I was like, I was like, oh man, it's like, this is, you know, I, I feel goofy after this first one. And, you know, the, the fact that he's fighting, but, it, but he's taking it serious and, you know, you know, going at it the right way. I'm, you know, I, I don't have any, you know, concerns, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's doing it the right way. He's having fun doing it. And, and, and I'm all for it. I, I love the competition myself. I'm, you know, I hope more and more guys, I love fishing. It's Ike. Fished against Jordan Lee in the native event a couple weeks ago. Love that. Fished against Greg and I fished against him again. That's, uh, I, I'm all for it. I, I like having the guys show up and, and fish against them. It's going to make all of us better. It's going to have more exposure for the sport. It's, it's win-win. It seems like, you know, maybe I'm crazy that it would be almost easier or better to do. If you're an elite series guy to do this in the kayak opens, as opposed to this in the boat opens, like the ROI would be not, it would be negligible maybe a better chance at cashing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a fine line. Then, then again, you start looking at, you know, the qualifications and things of that. If, if you're just, you know, trying to stay on the elite series, I mean, the, at the end of the day, you know, it's, this is our, our opens or our highest level of competition. So I mean, there's nothing to qualify for other than the kayak classic. And, you know, at the end of the day, the bass boat, you know, boat classic still holds a lot more weight than, than the kayak version. That's just the nature of the beast. Sure. Yeah. I just mean for a simple ROI perspective. I mean, it, oh, it, costs, oh. it costs a lot to drive cross country to fish some, if you're already qualified, you know, the, you know what I mean? If you already have that in the, in the bank, why not go fish? Yeah. Tournaments? Yeah. The doing. more the merrier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
So we're doing the Yak Addicts giveaway. Uh, hashtag Yak Addicts in the comments to win. Yeah, have you been present for a giveaway? It's always fun to see who gets slow rolled at the end. There's always one name that pauses. I've I've never been present for a giveaway. Yeah, so it'll pause and then boom, it goes to the winner. And we always think we have the winner. It's you know breaks somebody's heart every time. It's good stuff. Uh, Jordan, do you use perspective mode? Do you see? That? I just I just saw that. I um I I have not quite figured out the perspective mode on the live scope. I just I, I scope and and I'm still hoping. You know, they say you're if you're not scoping, you're hoping. I'm still hoping with the scoping. Um, I'm I'm you know if if they're right and I can see them, I can catch them. But the problem is I still have trouble finding them. So uh, at Gunnersville this past weekend, I was uh, live scope and electronics free. Um, you know, this is my, my time of year. I like to fish shallow, but we'll, we'll get back to the giveaway. I think that was the last question. Yeah. Uh, is, is scoping and hoping similar to spraying and praying like they talk about on the Twitch over there? Oh yeah. It's, it's all the same. I've done my fair share of spraying and praying on the, <laughs> on the call of duty. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you know about the Twitch then you're all about the Twitch. I, I, ain't, I ain't Twitch, but I like to play it on my phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spraying and praying. That, that's kind of how I fish too. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Casting and blasting. <laughs> All right. We're about to hit this this giveaway. We've got almost 90 people watching live, but we only have 49 entries. So I don't know what y'all are doing. Hit that hashtag. Hit that hashtag over there. Hashtag yak addicts. As soon as we hit 50, I'm hitting that button, Jordan. There's one more. There's there's a bunch of those. There's there actually looks like a lot more of that, or I just wasn't paying attention to when they were coming in. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like more than 50, but we got 50. We're doing it. We're drawing. Here we go. The suspension, baby. The suspension. Drum roll. Who's getting slow rolled tonight? Boom. Jesse England. Sorry, buddy. He got rolled. Uh, Chris Kirkpatrick on YouTube. You are the winner. Tag BassNation at gmail.com or just shoot us a message on Facebook or something. We'll get you the package. And there's a few people that have won stuff here recently that we've had some trouble getting uh, like your Z-Man and Seaguar pack out to. We're working on that. Don't give up on us. We're going to get it there. Um, I like it with, uh, we do the Revo giveaways. We got, we literally just hand them a code and they can order straight off the website. But with the others, we have to get the company to send a package. So we had to go to the two or three people. It takes a little bit. So hang in there, hang in there with us. But we'll get you this Yak Attic pack. Yak I'd expect Ryan handles that, so he'll get that straight out the house. Straight oh, yeah. out the house. We're getting rig comments in the in the in the comments. Every time. Cameron Gallon. I'm watching you, Cameron. You're not you're not disc burn. We're gonna get you there. <laughs> yeah, Joe Mack, we looking like KBF on these giveaways. It's, it's bad. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get these payouts done. Yeah. I'll send you <laughs> if any if it delays anymore, I'll send you some shit out of my garage. We'll make it we'll make it happen. Oof. Yeah. But your collections. I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you sliding in here like that. That was cool. Yes, sir. Anything, anything for the nation, baby. Anything for the nation. Yeah. Road dog in episode three coming soon. Probably record that tomorrow. There we go. All right. We're out of here, guys. Go watch some football.